Welcome to the Digital Parenting Life Podcast, where we chat about navigating all things related to parenting in the digital age with your host, Christine Stokes-Beverly. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Digital Parenting Life Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thanks to those of you who have been tuning in to our past episodes. You all have been sharing the link to the podcast. You've been sending me notes about what you'd like to hear me cover in future episodes. And I just wanted to make sure you knew that your sharing and your input, it is greatly appreciated. It doesn't go unnoticed. Um, I wanted to make sure, you know, I said thank you. Um, And I shared this with someone a few days ago. The podcast, it's not about me. And the purpose of it, it's just to share what I know and share what others know as it relates to parenting in this age, because it's so different than how our parents raised us. And it's just, honestly, it's even different from how things were just 10 short years ago. You know, there are things that, you know, we go through now that I could tell you, you know, somebody with a 20 year old right now, they didn't go through, you know, 10 years ago. So, you know, things are just different. Um, You know, with the podcast, I'm just hoping to share tips and tricks and spark conversations, you know, with other parents about those things we experience, you know, that our parents didn't experience, you know, like, for example, you know, I'm talking to you all right now, um, just maybe about like 45 minutes ago or so, my kid just said, hey, Google in the family room. We weren't doing that 10 years ago. And I wasn't doing it back in the day because, you know, it wasn't a thing. So anyway. Let's just jump right into today's episode. Um, For those of us with school-aged children, I don't know if it's just me, but can you believe spring break is literally right around the corner? I mean, that just blew my mind. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine just a couple of days ago, and she was, you know, we're talking and we're chatting, and she's just like, yeah, girl, um, I have less than a month until spring break. And she said this to me, and I was like, wait, what? Because I honestly feel like it was just Christmas, it was just New Year's, you know, but here we are, you know. So since spring break is around the corner, what I wanted to do on this episode is just share some travel tech tips for those of us who are going to travel with our children. And our my husband and I, we are going to be traveling with the kids this year. We do generally every year for spring break. Now, usually when we travel for spring break or for other holiday periods, we usually, we let the kids bring their iPads and um, their handheld games or portable gaming systems. So like, for example, the youngest, he has a Nintendo Switch and that Switch comes everywhere. (laughs) Um, The teenager, once he got a phone, you know, we let him bring that as well, obviously. So, you know, when we first said, okay, you know, sure, you can bring these items, you know, we didn't think about the logistics behind bringing them. And, you know, when we first started, you know, saying, okay, you know, it's fine. You know, the day of the trip, you know, the day we're getting ready to catch a flight, the day we're getting ready to hop in the car, you know, and go on the road trip, you know, we're hearing all of these complaints. Oh, you know, da, 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 you know, or something's missing and so on. And, you know, after having this happen to us a couple of times and feeling like we wanted to throw everything out of the window and throw it away and say, you know what, this stuff is not coming ever, you know, we made a couple of changes on the back end. And when I tell you it made traveling with technology and kids, our kids, so much smoother, 
my goodness. So I figured, you know, in this episode, I wanted to share with you the five non-negotiables, you know, that we have when we're getting ready to go on a trip and the kids are bringing technology with them. So the first rule that I absolutely live by when it comes with traveling with the kids is we don't bring anything that my husband and I cannot keep with, keep up with on our own. So what do I mean by that? What I'm saying is, you know, we do tell them, okay, you know, if you're going to bring the iPad or you're going to bring your phone, you know, you, you're responsible for it. You know, you're responsible for the charger and so on. You know, if we can't keep up with it, it's not coming. So what does that look like? That means you can't bring a book bag filled with you know, all of these games and this console and this, no, that's not happening. Depending on where we're going, it's already hard enough to keep up with luggage for four people, travel documents for four people, you know, our own personal stuff, and then all of the stuff that they're bringing. So, you know, we just make sure whatever piece of technology, you know, they're bringing, you know, is something we can keep up with. Because the absolute last thing that we want to hear is something fell out of the bag while we were on the plane. You know, if we're driving, it fell out at the rest stop and we went for a bathroom break or it was left in the hotel room. Um, You know, I learned this, you know, after, you know, a few trips because my youngest, he would come home complaining about missing game cartridges or missing a cable, you know, or the oldest would complain about his charger is missing or whatever. So every time we travel, and we usually do this the day before, or if we're taking a later flight, we'll do it, you know, early in the day. You know, my husband and I will do a quick inventory of what they plan on bringing. And if we have to, we make them put things back. You know, I'm not, you know, not saying we're afraid of our kids, but I will with the quickness to say, okay, that's not coming. You know, my husband, you know, I'll hear him saying, okay, you're not bringing that, you know, try again. I personally, I try to limit them to one device, but you know, I'll bend, you know, if it's the switch and the tablet, all right, fine. You know, if it's, you know, gaming console on the phone, okay, fine. You know, because, you know, usually, you know, the gaming consoles, they have a case and, you know, they'll put the cords in the case and they'll put the cartridges in the case and I can keep up with that, you know, and I can do a quick visual check and keep up with those things. So the second rule that I absolutely live by when it comes to traveling with my kids is I make them download content for their tablets um, and for the phone ahead of time. So I tell them, you know, download three things you want to watch in the car on the plane. You know, we have a Netflix, you know, we have, you know, we have Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, we have those. You know, I tell them download three things that you want to watch. And what led me to implement this rule was when we went to London as a family. Um, I was so excited about this trip, y'all. I thought I had everything planned out. Um, If you were to talk to my husband right now, he could tell you how I was getting on his nerves because I was trying to plan everything out. And then we got on the plane. (laughs) And the youngest, he was six or seven years old at the time, and he was restless. And, you know, I thought, okay, no big deal, you know. We'll use the entertainment screen on the back of the seat because he didn't download anything onto his tablet and he wanted to play some game that required Wi-Fi and the airline we took, you know, Wi-Fi was crazy expensive and it wasn't unlimited. So I was like, okay, we'll use this entertainment screen on the back or whatever. Y'all, 
The entertainment screen stalled out when we were somewhere over the Atlantic and my kid was wide awake. Now, bless this baby's heart. He was a trooper. He tried to entertain himself in other ways. But, you know, toys and word searches, they only go so far on an eight-hour flight. (laughs) So coming back, I didn't want him to go through that situation again. And so I made sure, you know, we downloaded a few shows and movies that he could watch on his tablet. Now, you know, I'm not saying that we're dependent on the tablets or anything like that. But, you know, when we take long flights, you know, my kids, you know, they take a nap, you know, they watch television and movies and so on, you know, because, you know, they're trying to entertain themselves, you know, because you can only do so much on a plane, you know. And, you know, like I mentioned before, I don't want to be dependent on purchasing Wi-Fi for every device in order for them to play games or access streaming media or anything like that because it's costly, It adds up and that's not how I want to spend, you know, the money, you know, money when we could use that money, you know, elsewhere on the trip. So now the third thing that I absolutely live by when it comes to traveling with my kids is we bring multiple power banks and cables. Um, We have everybody, they bring one for themselves. So we have one for each person. Now, Before I implemented this rule, I foolishly thought that my kids would not run the power out of their devices on the road or on the plane in the airport and everything. And there was one trip we took and we ended up being delayed at the airport one day for a few hours. Now, airport delays are already hard enough on adults. So you can imagine what that's like with kids and, you know, where you don't know what time you're going to be leaving. So you kind of have to stay near the gate. You can't go too far. And I don't know about the airports in your area, but the ones here where we are, they don't believe in having a decent amount of power outlets available. So I promise you all on that day, you know, our flight was delayed. One of my kids ran the battery out in the tablet. And then we ended up on a plane where the seat outlets did not work. So I had to share my power bank. And I was just, it was, it it was just too much because the way that I am when I travel, traveling is stressful enough. And I don't like traveling with an unhappy traveling party. So I try to make sure everyone, including myself, you know, we're all in good spirits and we're in a good space. So because I didn't want to go through that again, I solved that problem by making sure everybody in the family had their own power bank for traveling purposes. And I actually even bought them as Christmas gifts one year. So, you know, I'm really serious about that. Now, when I say power bank, I'm not talking about, you know, the little free ones that you can get the little, the little small ones. I'm talking about a power bank with a decent amount of power. It has a decent amount of juice. The one that I have that um, I carry with me frequently, um, it can power up my phone a few times before it needs to be recharged. And it can also fully up an iPad, I should say, just once. So, you know, when we get to our traveling destination, you know, we all have our power banks and I make sure we all plug them in so that they're ready to go, you know, if needed, if we need to go somewhere and, you know, we need to make sure, um, you know, we can stay connected or so on. You know, we have at least one power bank that's ready to go. Um, The one that I have, it's a 10,000 milliamp hours power bank and it's really lightweight. 
Um, it weighs about, it, it, it weighs about as much as a deck of cards and it, it's, it's, it can fit in the palm of my hand. Um, now if you don't have a power bank and you're listening to this saying, okay, you know, I need to get one for my, you know, for my children, you know, because, you know, for whatever reason, um, a, I could, what I would stress is make sure you get a lightweight power, uh, power bank. Like I mentioned, mine weighs about as much as a deck of cards and it can fit in the palm of my hand. And I didn't pay more than $30 for it. Um, you know, I got it on Amazon. It was really affordable. And they have plenty of affordable options available. You know, you don't have to go and get the large power bank or the one that has a ton of juice because, you know, my advice is, you know, you're just doing this just to power up the device until you get to your destination. So you don't need a lot. Um, so just, you know, if that's something you're trying to do, keep that in mind. So the fourth rule that I absolutely live by when it comes to traveling with my kids is that we must charge all devices and power banks overnight. Sure. You're probably saying, okay, Christine, this is a no brainer, like duh. But let me tell you, and we all have kids here that's listening. You know, this with kids, you have to make a point to do so and you have to tell them to leave them alone while they are charging because I know I have to tell that you know to my kids you know we've had a few instances where you know we've plugged some things up to charge and then you know our kids being kids you know I give them space to be kids you know we find out they've unplugged it not thinking wait a minute you know we're about to be on a plane or we're about to be you know taking a drive on a road trip in a few hours and then we get on the plane or, you know, we get in the car and after a couple of hours, they're complaining, you know, that, oh, the switch is dead. Ma, can, can you charge this or can you plug this in here? Or, you know, we're on the plane and the tablet isn't working and I really, da, 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 you know, I told you guys earlier in this episode, I don't travel with cranky travelers and traveling is supposed to be fun. You know, we try to keep it as fun as possible. So, you know, that's a little back-end work that we do because the last thing I want is a vacation from the vacation. So, and you know, something else that I do um, is I actually restrict them from their tablets or game consoles until we get on the actual road trip, we get actually get in the car or we get on the plane or, you know, at least in the airport. Um, and I do that because I don't, like them being on their devices all the time. And, you know, I'm also trying to save their battery life as much as possible because, um, you know, we don't know if we're going to have any delays or anything like that. And, you know, um, and that leads me into this final rule that I absolutely live by when I'm traveling with the kids um, and when we're traveling as a family. And I feel like this rule is more important than the rest. Um, and that's why I waited. That's why I saved it um, for last um, and the fifth and final rule that I absolutely live by, you know, when it comes to traveling with the kids, it's just the importance of taking tech breaks. And, you know, and I do this because, and I stress this to them because, you know, a vacation, a trip, it's a blessing. You know, you, you know, money is being spent, you know, you, you have to plan the trip, you have to save and so on like that. And, you know, the ability to travel, it's, it's just a blessing, um, you know, when we're traveling, you know, we're either we're going someplace new or, you know, we're going to see family and I want them to be in the moment. I want them to enjoy the moment. So I schedule time every day. You know, I ask the oldest to put his phone away um, or, you know, we don't allow the tablet or, you know, the switch or whatever to be in the car. You know, it'll stay in the hotel in the safe. And then I put him in a situation to enjoy 
the actual moment. And um, it's just so beautiful to watch it as a parent. You know, one moment that, you know, um, sticks out to me and, you know, I had a conversation with my kids and they said this was their favorite trip. Um, Last spring break, last year we went to California and the boys, we went to Santa Monica Beach and they were jumping in the waves. Um, I was actually sitting on the beach while they were jumping in the waves, you know, with my husband and my aunt and I was sitting on the beach with my cousin and just watching them jump in the waves was so beautiful. And it, it just, from a distance, I was able to see that they were having so much fun and, you know, they were so happy and, you know, they really enjoyed the trip. And, you know, you know, I don't know about you all, but we go on trips, you know, to make memories and, you know, I want them when they get older, you know, to look back on the trips that we took and, you know, remember something special about the trip instead of remembering, you know, they were playing a video game while sitting on the beach or something like that. So, you know, I really try to build space for them, you know, to take those tech breaks and just make memories. So. So that's today's episode, you know, um, things that we do when we're going on trips with our kids, you know, our absolute, you know, our rules, our must do's, just tried and, you know, from trial and error and just, you know, learning from our mistakes. Let's continue this conversation on social media. Um, what are some things that you do? What are your must do's, you know, when you're traveling with technology and kids? You know, share your thoughts with me. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at the DPL podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook. Um, just do a search for the Digital Parenting Life podcast. Uh, before I go, I did want to share, we have some new information. Um, you can actually listen to the podcast on nine platforms now. So before, you know, you could find us on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. Now we're also on Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast and Radio Public. So um, we're, I'm really excited about that because I know some of you, you've been listening on Anchor. Um, you told me you were waiting for some other platforms to pop up. So they're there now. Definitely subscribe on your favorite platform. Um, if you like the episode, share this with a friend. You know, let me know what you think. And I just want to thank you for listening and we'll chat next time. Thank you for listening to the Digital Parenting Life podcast. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend. Until next time.